This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Interstate Heating. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! Ha ha ha! You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to another Saturday here live from 6 to 8 a.m. with Dan Bush and myself, Tom Neubauer, and we have Greg Janik on the boards. Today, we have a special guest in the studio. We have Randy Belko of Midwestern Shooter Supplies. If you've got any questions, especially about hunting, rifles, loads, scopes, all that reloading stuff, whatever you have, you can give us a call at 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. Well, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Randy. Good morning. Thanks for getting up early. No problem. And coming over here. Uh, I was telling uh, Danny just before you came in this morning, I said how I was getting an education on scopes on Sunday. Uh, I just want to let the listeners know that a friend of mine uh, was interested in a, in a rifle, and I said, well, let's go out to Midwestern. So we took a nice ride out to uh, 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 Lomira, and we weren't quite sure when you open on Sundays, and it turns out to be 10 o'clock. <laughs> But there's, hey, Danny, there's Randy. He's on the side door. He's shoveling snow, and we pull up, and I said, Randy, don't you have people for that? He says, I'm the people. You know? I'm so sure he didn't I, offer to help you, Randy. I, 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 I was surprised that, you know, you, you were out there doing it, you know. You got to do know? everything I today. guess you do. So anyway, so, uh, but Randy was nice enough to let us in before the store actually opened, you know. I well, got you, a little cachet with my friend. Well, you, you know, yeah. you could have gone online and checked the hours, dude. I, well, I told my friend that before we left. I said, you know, I should have checked it, <laughs> but that's okay because we were planning on having breakfast, and we were going to stop at Bublitz's and have breakfast first, and then come over. But I said, well, let's go see what time they're open, and we happened to see Randy came in. Well, anyway, my friend did buy a rifle us, and and it was a a, a, a load that I was unfamiliar with, a seven mm eight. Mm-hmm. First of all, can you explain for our audience what is a 7mm08? Well, you know, when you start talking about 7mm08, it's a uh, medium range uh, load, and it's based off the 7mm cartridge. And okay. the 08? It's a short action. Okay. And um, the 08, actually, the. Uh, it's based the, off of a 308 cartridge? Right, right, right. 
It's kind of like a mixture of a 7mm and a 308 in a short action. Okay. Okay. So you get less recoil. You're not like shooting a 7mm mag. Right. You know, you're not getting that punch. Right. Uh, so but you- it's a great round for youth, uh, for people that don't like a lot of recoil, and it's big enough to take care of any whitetail. Uh-huh. Uh, you can go out mule deer hunting with it. Maybe a little light for, I, I think it's light for an elk or anything like that. But, but it's uh it's a round that's uh it was it's very popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of rounds coming out in that what I want to call mid range. We don't like the recoil anymore. Yeah, and yeah. they're producing them rounds that, as we get older, mm-hmm. that we like to shoot. Well, that, no, that's correct me if I'm wrong. That's what a, like a 27 caliber. Then is that cor- correct as far as the actual caliber on it? Is, right. Yeah. Right. Right. Similar to a 270 or like you said a right. 7 mm. Right. So you're pretty much shooting the lighter lighter weight bullets. I think mm-hmm. you said Sal's shooting a 125 grain. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. load up to 140. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and I think you're right, Randy. You know, I, I was out by Randy and bought a, a 270, and uh, I'm going to be use, doing using that as my my to my grave deer hunting rifle. Um, and for years, I had you're a 30. You're going to retire the 44, huh? No, no, that's still going to be a 44 is great for sitting in the woods in my little blind on top of that ridge where I almost killed myself making that stand this year. So that's for the in close 100 yards and close, but then that 270s the uh, field sniping rifle. Um but I used to shoot a 306 and I shot it in swamps, on fields, long shots, close shots and I will say the 306 always did the job, but I got I've come to the conclusion that it's almost overkill for deer hunting. Um, it works great, but like you said, Randy, I'm into the lighter recoiling. I started shooting a 243 just for fun, and once I started doing that, I didn't want didn't want to stop shooting the 243. You know, and with today's technology, the new rounds, they're just so penetrating, explosive. Whether we go with the new six five Creed more, the six Creed more. Hornady makes a great round. Uh, you know the new ELDX. Uh, they just they're just so uh, penetrating. And when you look at it, you can kind of compare it to like years ago. Everybody used to shoot the forty-five, but now what's happening? The FBI, police, we're all going to nine millimeters because mm-hmm. they're making such a great bullet today. Mm-hmm. New technology. You know, Danny. The other thing I got a, a a lesson on from Randy while I was standing there listening was on scopes. And I didn't know that once you, you, you get, you, you sell scopes that after you sight it in at 100 yards, you take the top part off and send them the ballistics of the, the round you're mm-hmm. going to be using. You send it back to the company. It was Leopold, you said? Yep. Okay, send it back to Leopold. And then they calibrate it for 200, 300, 400, 500 yards. And all you got to do is turn that top to that whatever, and, and it's accurate out to that distance. Right. It's awesome. I didn't know you could do that. That is great. Yeah, that's called the CDS system by yeah. uh, Leopold. And um, did they invent that? No. Or, no? Uh, you know the charts always used to be there, but you had like well, the military calls it the dope. They they've always had to, you've always had to figure that out yourself, mm-hmm. and you can do that with ballistic charts. Mm-hmm. Now, for people, for the easiest, you can just send that in, uh, and you, they'll make a cap. And if you want to shoot, a, if you want a cap at eight thousand altitude and and three thousand altitude, that'll change. They'll send that in. You just pay. The first one's free. The second one, I think, is seventy-five dollars. And then there are other scopes out on the market, like Swarovski, where uh, you can get everything off your computer, 
and then they have little knobs, and you just set it wherever you're going. Every time you change your uh, wow, every time you change your round or your bullet, I mean, it, it, there's a difference between one box of bullets and the next. Yeah, you know, Danny. No more me uh, wetting my finger and sticking it in the air. Well, <laughs> you know? well, pretty much. Pretty much, and correct me oh. if I'm wrong, Randy. Pretty much, most of the major scope manufacturers have some form of long distance type shooting mm-hmm. application for that. Mm-hmm. How, however, you don't necessarily need to do that with uh, you, today's nice, good flat shooting rounds that you can get. Uh, you know, for example, if I sight in. 1.4 inches high with my mm-hmm. 270 at 100, it'll be dead on at 200 and about 5.6 inches low at 300 and about 17 inches low at 4. Mm-hmm. So you can pretty much sight in dead on for 200 and you're pretty much going to be right on the animal out to 300. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say beyond that, you probably shouldn't be shooting yeah, anyway. Well, so, in, in Wisconsin, you're not going to. So you no. can do it. You can do it either way. Yeah. My way, personally, I'd rather sight in and know, okay, it's 300. I'm going to raise up just high on the shoulder. It's going to drop about six inches. 400, mm-hmm. I'm going to go about 10 inches above its sure. back. Sure. As opposed to stopping, unscrewing my top and turning it up mm-hmm. while the deer is walking across the field. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you got that I mean? to play with. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so there's different there's different ways of achieving sure. what it, you want to achieve. It, yeah. and, and you're correct, and that and that is the old way, and that's all the way we learn. But the new push right now is everybody wants to shoot five, six, eight hundred thousand yards, and it's really it's not a lot of the big professionals will tell you it's harder. It's not that hard to shoot a thousand yards. You know, when you're talking like the way you're doing it, these guys are looking for. You know, one inch groups at three, four hundred yards. Right, right. And uh, that's why they're getting into all these this caps and stuff. I'm not saying you should hunt at a thousand yards or shoot something at eight hundred right. yards, but guys, just you we're, we're pushing them limits where, hey, I can shoot seven. If you can shoot seven, eight hundred, you can shoot three, four hundred. Before, how many times have you ever even went to the range and tried to shoot four hundred? Have you ever done it? If a range has one that long. I can't find a range that has 400. I've, I've done it out in the fields where, I, yeah. where I'm at, but uh, 300 is the longest that you can even. I mean, our, our area does need a 1,000-yard range open We were up talking about that. Yeah. I mean, it'd be great to have, you know, where we don't have to have a membership and we don't have to pay every year. And, right. You know, just let's, let's give them 20 bucks and let's get on the range. It's yeah. hard to find. Yeah, yeah, that'd be That'd be great to have. I guess the only thing when you're talking about long range, the – Firearms and the ballistics or the the uh, ammo is, you know, sufficient nowadays to make long shots. But uh, wind is a huge factor now too. I guess that that's the only thing that a that, guy, guy shooting at eight hundred yards, even a, a five mile an hour crosswind, is going to make all the world of difference. And that's where the uh, the scopes people don't realize that they take care of that too. That yeah. that, that you pl- you can plug that into your computer and they'll tell you how like if you know it's a ten mile. They have wind meters. And everything, that's where the difficulty comes in for shooting long range. I'm talking about calm day shooting. It's not that hard. When you start looking at winds coming in at different yardages, and uh, that's where they you, they have classes. I mean, there's uh, seminars going on. Uh, we'd like to put one on. Uh, and they'll start telling you what to look for downrange with your binoculars. And believe it or not, them guys that know what to look for, they can tell when there's a 10-mile-an-hour wind at 700 yards. Well, the wind can be different where you're, from mm-hmm. where you're at to where your target is, from right. what I hear. Right. And that's where you got to be able to spot that with your... And that's why the military people carry a spotter. 
Okay. You know, they want to be able to look for different things. And I've, I've been in some situations where we were uh, in classes, and the guy's like, look at that. Down there, like 800 yards, there's a, there's a wind coming out of that valley, and you got to know your terrain because you'll see that when you see, like, a, a valley coming in 800 yards from you, there might be wind coming out of that valley. And he showed us how to spot it, and I was like, wow. We had no wind by us, but 800 yards down the range, there was 10 miles an hour. And it moved the bullet quite a bit. Wow, that's awesome. Hey, listen, we're going to go to a quick break. And when we come back, Randy, you've got some specials going on up at Midwestern yes, Shooter Supply in Lamira this uh, February. And so we want to talk a little bit about that too, okay? okay? So we'll take a quick break right now. We'll be right back from the Interstate Heating Studios uh, with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Dan, Tom, Greg, special guest, Randy from Midwestern Shooter Supply. And uh, before we went to break, Tom, uh, where were you? Uh, oh, you had a question about No, Randy, uh, Randy's got some special stuff going on. By the way, if you got any questions, 414-799-1250, or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. But, Randy, you've got some special things going on up at uh, Midwestern Shooter Supplies in Lomira this February, don't you? Yeah. What's on, going uh, on? On February uh, 25th, we're going to have Smith & Wesson Days, and we usually have that once a year. And uh, they've gave us some special on some handguns. Uh, you know, first we'll start off with all Smith & Wesson guns, no matter what they are. Mm-hmm. Even if they're the custom um, uh, they're custom guns, uh, we're going to look at 10% off, and then they're going to special... But well, they're going to emphasize they got a new gun out to 2.0, MMP 2.0. And uh, where that gun really came from was uh, that was their gun that they were going to plan. They put in the bids for uh, the military. Yeah. And uh, they didn't get it. So now they're offering it to us. Uh, you know, you got a, uh, you got a concealed carry and, you know, a, a four-inch gun and you got a five-inch gun, uh, actually a 4.5. Uh, they come in black. They come in uh, the tan. Uh, we're going to be looking at. This is the best deal about it is um, we're going to give the 10% off on that gun, and we're going to give a $50 shopping spree at Midwest Shooters. Mm-hmm. You know, buy whatever you want. So you're looking at a gun that normally retails for like around $489, going to retail for $369 for that day. Oh, wow. And if you want to shoot any of the guns. I was just going to ask you about that. Free yeah. shooting. Um, Smith & Wesson is giving you the first 10 rounds free. Uh, they'll be free shooting all day. So that not wow. so that's a nine millimeter. Mm-hmm. No, you you can get. I'm sorry, you can get it in a forty. You can, okay. But nines where everything's at right that's now. That's where everything's at. Okay, because like I have a, uh, I've showed it to you or told you years ago. Small Caltech mm-hmm. got a little Caltech nine. Mm-hmm. And at the time you said, well, that's a pretty nice little pocket pistol, and really it is. I mean, I can put it in a coat pocket. I, right. I haven't even gotten a holster for the thing. If I ever wanted, I could put it in a in a big cargo jeans pocket, you know. But uh, the only thing is, is it does kind of hurt my, it smacks my hand when right. I shoot the thing. It's not really a fun. So I have thought about 
getting something a little bit bigger. So it sounds like this one you're talking about is a little bit larger right. size. Must be. If yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a double stack, not a single stack. And, uh, you know, the thing about the Caltech is like, any of them concealed carry guns, they're just not fun in the range. No. You know, they're not fun to go shoot 100 rounds. And I mean, yeah, I got it sighted. I got it sighted. And, mm-hmm. you know. And I sighted it in all at all of about I don't know ten yards because right. that's pretty much all that thing is yep. is for and up close. But yeah, I don't really want to shoot it, but it is my concealed right. carry if I won't, if I so choose to do that, mm-hmm. I guess. But I, I have thought about getting something a little bit bigger. Yeah, and like I said, that's a it's a great concealed carry. It's meant to is designed for three to seven meters, like they teach in the concealed carry classes, where this is going to be a range gun, you know. 10, 20, 15, 15 yards, you just you just enjoy it. It fits your hand. It doesn't have as much recoil. Right. But they still they still make a concealed carry one with a, um, oh God, I want to say it's 3.3. 3. Uh, so if you do want to carry it. You I can. Mean, yeah. I mean, a lot of people are starting to realize that. Everybody came in and wanted the concealed carry gun, but then they want to shoot in the range. It's hard to find one gun to do them both. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, tell us about your range that you have. Well, our range is 20 meters, actually 25 meters. Uh, but which, which for laymen out there is uh, about what seventy five feet, seventy five feet, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, like I said, most of the shooting is all done from two to seven. Mm-hmm. If I built a range again, I'd never even put the long. I'd never even do it. No, because uh, that you know the way the targets hang and everybody, everybody shoots my floor at about twenty <laughs> feet before it so, hits the backstop. So so it goes out to what's the furthest? It goes to fifty. No, seventy five feet. Okay. So but it's, so uh, it's, most people shoot from three to seven. Okay. Yeah, and that's recommended. That's what they basically train for mm-hmm. the... And what kind of targets? Are they taking like those FBI-style silhouette targets with the silhouette of the dude, yeah, the white you, you, on the bla- black you can bring, paper? There, there's thousands out there that you guys can get. Mm-hmm. We've seen everything. and Because um, I can put the shots easily all right, boom, 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 into that little head at, you know... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 10 yards or whatever I'm shooting at real close. Right. Um, now, oh. Do they train, when you're doing that type type of, when they're doing like the training, do they train people to shoot fast? How do they train people? Because I'm standing there carefully lining up and squeezing off the sights. When they're actually training for self-defense, what, how do they do it? You know, every instructor is different, but most of them are just, you know, they, they want you to be Kind of like uh, what I what I would call a, a sort of an aggressive forward stance. You know, okay. you're coming out. You're not backing up. You're kind of coming at them, and you're just the way I the way I teach it is just you just uh, you know I, I want I don't want to say it really because I don't want to be liable for anything. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you know I shoot. It's kind of like a rifle. If okay. I if I think I have a threat, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot. And I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna probably follow it up with a follow. Okay, but so you're aggressively different. getting on right. the target, and right? I guess I was wondering about how fast they have them shoot. You know, I read it. No, old- they don't. No, no. I think I, I was reading an old uh, history book on the old gunfighters, and I think it was Wyatt Earp that uh, he was a proponent of taking your time in a gunfight and shooting more deliberate than the guy who's wildly shooting. And if you can do that, you'd be more successful and survive. In, in other words, not being fast, but being accurate. Right. You know, and having the willingness to do it. A lot of guys don't have the willingness yeah. to pull that trigger while your gun's pointing at another human being. you got to be willing right. to do it. And, and a lot of guys, what, they, they'll hesitate at that point. And know? that's what you need to go more into an instructor. And I'm not mm-hmm. a certified instructor. Right. And I think there's a debate 
where you're going to get certified instructors that one believes this and one believes that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's right or what's wrong. I just know what I would do my personal right. self. But getting back to your lanes, how many lanes are your shoot, indoor shooting We range? do have five lanes. Five all lanes. The, all the lanes are automatic. Uh, mm-hmm. We charge $4, $14 for an hour. If you want to bring another person, then it's $20. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have ammo there. If you rent it, we have many gun rentals. Yeah, I, mean, I, I saw have that. Probably you have 75 a, guns yeah. to rent. Yeah. If you rent a gun for $8, you can exchange that as many times as you want free in, uh-huh. in that caliber. If yeah. you rent a gun from us, you got to buy your ammo from us. Uh-huh. If you bring your own gun, bring your own ammo. Uh-huh. Okay, and I noticed as soon as we got there on well, as soon as your doors opened mm-hmm. on Sunday morning, there were people waiting, yeah. and 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 within ten minute, ten fifteen minutes, I was hearing rounds go off in the range. You know, yeah. so people were shooting right away. So, does it usually get pretty packed or on certain in the winter, days? In the yeah. winter, on yeah. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I always call before make reservations. We're pretty full. Okay, uh, you know, sorry to say it now that the. We we slow down when the Packers play. Well, sure, of so course. So for me, now that the Packers aren't playing, now we get a little busier. Sure. Now, <laughs> if you could have, if you could make it Midwestern Shooters Supply Sports Bar and Lounge, and add an addition yeah. with some big screen yeah. TVs, <laughs> you'd be set. Well, we used to have a TV up there. Sunday shooting yeah. league, and then afterwards they just go next door and. Yep. Uh, Make sure you put the firearms away and watch the game. Yeah, otherwise the way the Packers played against. Uh, uh, who was at the, uh, Atlanta. Atlanta? They'd be shooting your TVs. <laughs> yeah, but my employees don't work when we put the, when we put it up on the TV. Oh, oh yeah, that's you're true. Right. Yeah, yeah, my employees all stand there and look yeah. at it all day. And, oh, definitely. Yeah, hey, we that, we stop that. That sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> Not only would he be watching your TV, Randy, he'd be having a smoke in the parking lot <laughs> Dur- during commercial during breaks. Com- yeah. <laughs> oh goodness! Now but, and oh. Did you no, wanna, go ahead. I was just going to say that uh, Midwestern Shooter Supply not only has the reloading supplies, the firearms, but you also have an archery department. You've got a pretty good sized fishing department. Mm-hmm. And but you know, I, I was walking around again, looking again while Sal is talking to you about stuff. I'm walking around. All those mounts in there are so cool. I mean, there's that is a, your place is like a destination place. Like. Like uh, scout masters or scout leaders should take their troops out there just to walk around and see all the mounts. And and they do. And they do. We it's, do tours for them. It's awesome. And I loved looking at Remember, I, I was telling Danny, I was telling people on the show about how my son in Arizona was chased by about a dozen javelinas. Now, and I and you have one there? I wouldn't want to be chased by a dozen of those. No. <laughs> Now wait a second. Now is the javelina the same as the wily peccary, or is there, are those different? I no. think they're different. I think the pecker, the peccary is smaller. It's just a little smaller. The javelina is like 30, 40 pounds. So the javelinas were the ones that were in they're his driveway them. and chasing well, them. Uh, they weren't in. Well, one time there were two in his driveway, but just this year, summer when he was doing his walk with his dog, well, they'd run one distance and walk back. And he, you, he said you can smell them first. Oh, yeah. They're real stinky. And they came out of a culvert, like out of, out of the ditch. They came out of there, hightailing it after him and his dog. He said he never ran so fast, <laughs> and he outran them, you know. Uh, but yeah, he said they. That's Havali- a scary situation. The javelinas aren't too swift a foot. Well, no, they're pretty son's, fast. They're, they're, your they're, son's they're, pretty fast. Well, he's fast. You wouldn't have outrun. I, I they, think they, they would have. I wouldn't have outrun. It, it would have been no. yeah. It would. I would have been their uh, dinner. That would have been like Silence of the Lambs or whatever. All the hogs would have been eating on your body. That's yeah. why he keeps inviting them down there because he can outrun them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So, but and, you know, it's funny though when he, when he's gone hunting for them, never seen them. Mm-hmm. But then if you're not hunting for them and they're out of season, they're in your front yard. It's like what the heck? But anyway, kinda like turkeys. Kinda yeah, like kind of like turkeys. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, we got to go to another break. When we come back, we'll be having the gut report. And then after the 6.45 break, we will have the horn schwaggle. So get prepared for that. You'll win that. Question for that. You'll get that uh, $10 gift certificate to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in Maguano. In Maguano. In Maguanago. Don't laugh at me, Greg. Maguano, that's a, <laughs> it's a cross between Maguanago and Ocanto. Maguano. Yeah. Ocanto. Whatever. Anyway, and uh, we'll be uh, continuing talking with our guest, Randy Belko of Midwestern Shooter yeah. Supplies. If you got any questions or comments, 799-1250 is the phone number, or email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly! The Gut Report is brought to you by Vimar Cheesy Produce and Discount Liquor. Well, maybe some of you already do this. Maybe you don't. But when you're making uh, lasagna or meatballs, if a meat lasagna, I should say, or meatballs, a lot of people just use, you know, ground beef. Me and Danny, we like to use ground venison a lot. But if you go half ground beef and half Italian sausage... You will have a more flavorful meatball, a more flavorful lasagna. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Like I said, some people already do this, but maybe some of you haven't tried it yet. If you haven't, I would highly recommend it. The Gut Report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com. And by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Uh, Sal gave me some uh, venison backstrap. I couldn't wait. I had to have it right away. I've got, I I've got, love that I've stuff. got all oh. my back straps yeah. and stuff. Yeah. All my prime cuts yeah. are put away, ready for Bushy's backwoods sauce marinade yep. and some grill outs this summer. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. That I'll tell you, back strap that is so lean and so good, and it tastes just like venison, like it should. Yeah, <laughs> I even, hey, that rhymed. <laughs> I even like when I grout. I make venison sloppy joes, taco kits, yep. uh, and uh, uh, spaghetti. I even like the smell as I'm browning yeah. the burger. Oh, you better believe it. And, uh, Randy, uh, when we were going to come back, uh, we were going to talk about, you know, everybody knows Midwestern Shooter Supply because the word shooter is in the, mm-hmm. the name of your business. Um, so they know of reloading and firearms. But a lot of people don't realize, you know, at least from this area, what a great uh, archery selection you have and fishing selection you have. Yeah, the fishing uh, really took off because we're so close to Lake Winnebago. Yeah. And we kind of, a lot of guys from us, well, they're all trollers up in Winnebago, most Mm -hmm. of them. Right. But they all transfer right over to the salmon fishing. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, we're huge into salmon. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of Lake Michigan gear there. A lot of the captains come see you guys and get get their stuff. Yeah, we do a lot of captain stuff Uh, right now. Believe it or not, it's heating up. I was going to say, you must be. be a good year. You must be just now getting the inventory and all the stuff in stock because in shoot, two months, man. Yeah, 
Ah, uh, oh, I, actually sooner. Yeah, I know. Treader guys are going on right now down in Bender Park. Is that right? I heard, Already, I, I heard the Browns and they're, they're oh, catching some cohos down there. Speaking oh. of uh, Jim Dembeck, um, who is the musky experts, got caught thousands of them over the years. Went in the winter time, and I think he just retired, so he's probably got more time to do this. He likes to go down right here and fish off by Milwaukee by Summerfest grounds or yeah, wherever sure. the post, yeah. all those spots. He mailed me a picture of a 20-pound brownie got last oh, week. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's I, down there hammering them. Wow. When I come over the home bridge every morning, I see boats out there all the time now. Okay. And the, it's open water. Yeah. So, you know, and, you know, really this year's, for some reason, this year's ice fishing sales weren't that great. Right. You know, we had cold weather early. We had snow and cold. And then it got real nice and things were melting. Then it started getting cold. Oh, and I was just talking to somebody the other day. And this gal and her husband, they were going to go ice fishing this past weekend, but they didn't go because they heard the news story, or maybe it was during the week, whenever they, they heard the news story about the guys driving their ATV in the open water in Delavan Lake. And I know right where that spot is, you know. And, you know, they went out. I said, I told her, I said, there's plenty of ice on the area lakes, you know, but where they went, it's uh, an area where there's current flow underneath and you're always going to have less ice they went out when it was a dense fog with their atv and they really couldn't see in front of them and they probably shouldn't have been going over there or maybe shouldn't have been going out at all in that dense fog unless you really know what what you're doing and where you're going but as long as you know that you're lake and well, know not to go in a real deep area i mean i feel bad for that i mean they didn't die thank goodness that's kind of like me here and there was an accident on highway i-90 therefore i'm not going to go yeah. on i-43 over yeah, here because exactly. i heard the car well, had an accident and that's what i told her i said no no you got to know the conditions yeah, of where you're at exactly there's plenty Common of sense. ice plenty of ice on the area of lakes you know but, like when you're talking but, about all the fish and stuff is all that rain oh, that we just yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. You know, they had to close some of the bridges up in Winnebago because yeah. they're under a foot of water. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know. You know, the, to get out onto the and lake. And with sturgeon spearing going on today. Yeah. Oh, boy. Today, starting today. Yeah. yeah. I should actually text some no. guys. I know they're all out there. My just brother's out there now, yeah. too. I could call him. Yeah. But, uh, I did get the latest report on the DNR website that uh, I think it was 9.4 feet was the average clarity, I think, is right. what they said. Mm-hmm. So it's gotten... It's gotten decent. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they will be slamming some some sturgeon up there here. But sturgeon experience turning just like deer hunting. If it a is. guy finds a spot, he won't tell anybody. <laughs> then they go search for him on the lake. Well, <laughs> my brother Tim finally got that tag. Do you put in for tags, Randy? Yes, I, I do. You do? Okay, because I forgot to. My brother said, okay, start. I was going to say, okay, every year for the next, I'm going to do. The dates come and go. Right. Why do the, the DNR picks the most... Obscure dates to begin with, anyway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, it doesn't coincide with a holiday or anything. So if right. you miss mm-hmm. those goddamn dates, you're screwed. Whether it's for your bear, bear, spring turkey, whatever. And guys like me always forget. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, my brother finally got his tag last year, and he had been smart. He had gone out on those upriver. Oh, he's going on the upper river. Yeah, yeah. Well, he went. What was he on? He got his last year on, is it Butamore, Poygan? I can't remember which one he went on. So He, he, he yeah. got the tag. Okay. Yeah, he got the tag. But what he had done years before he even got the tag is he would just walk out there on his own and walk around, and where he found blood on the ice, he'd GPS it. it. And he had, <laughs> Good idea. He had kind of a blood, blood uh, uh, breadcrumb trail, so to speak, of areas guys had been successful in previous years. So he took that along with 
some information. He got, I think, uh, Troy Peterson, Mr. Bluegill, a few other friends of his kind of fill, fill, filled him in on some things, and he was able to triangulate his spot last year. Mm. And sure enough, he he got his. Wow. Yeah. So Did you get to eat it? Son of a gun, he didn't give me any. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me get my you phone. Better, you better Let call, me call him. him right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is it good? Oh, he staked I, yeah. it up. You know, some people don't like it. I tell you what, smoked. I like it because it's a, it's not as uh, maybe moist as it's it's a little chewy. Yeah, right. It's kind of like a tuna, but it's like anything <laughs> else. Whoever makes it, you know, there's good and bad. You know what? Now I, I, I'm flashing back. You know, you get old, you lose your memory. He did get it smoked. And he did, in fact, give me two pieces, and I gave it to a teacher buddy of mine at work who loves smoked fish. But I did hear that it was good. But it was a goddamn sturgeon. He should have a lot more of the meat to give me, so oh, I should have got more than two steaks a lot for of bones. cripes sake. Yeah, a lot of bones in there. A lot of bones. Oh. Hey, uh, I wanted to ask you, Randy, uh, I, I bought that new rifle from you, and then I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go shoot it, sight it in. And then I was... Uh, kind of reading and this and that, and all of a sudden you, you start hearing this stuff about, oh, you got to break in a barrel and blah, 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 blah. So some things I read, yeah, you do this, you break the barrel and you shoot so many, you clean it, shoot so many, clean it. Then I read other posts going, breaking in a barrel is a waste of time nowadays. You don't need to do it. And then you were talking to me when I bought my uh, Browning X-Bolt that though that's a quite accurate rifle, that there's myriads of or maybe not myriads, but there's a number of rifles that aren't as expensive on the market that are extremely accurate. And you you were talking about barrel-making techniques and where barrels are made in the U.S. and this and that. So can you kind of maybe roll with that? Yeah. Uh, Ten years ago, you know, everybody had to went out and bought a Remington, and we went out and bought a Browning, and, and I'll just use these names. Uh, you know, we had Tikas and Seikos and stuff and everything. A lot of barrels were all made overseas, and... And, uh, you know, there are six, $700 guns. Well, all of a sudden, some of these companies like Savage and Ruker came out. And uh, I think our technology in the machining world has become so good in the last 10 years that Ruger is not only machining a great gun, a great barrel, but they came out with the AccuTrigger. Right. See, all the guns I was just talking about, the more expensive guns, all have that four or five pound trigger. Right. And again, it comes down to, I think a lot of companies just felt they didn't want the liability of taking a lighter trigger. Well, you can adjust that trigger down to like three pounds. Right. And when you get a three-pound trigger, the gun becomes very accurate. You're not pulling it. So now we got these guns that are in the $380 price range that I have one. It'll shoot just as good as any $800, $900 gun. You know, Browning's kept going up in price, and everybody came in. They're great guns, and they look great, but all of a sudden these other guns have come in, and at that price point, and we sell more guns today, but overall, we have le- we, we have less money at the end of the year because you're buying people are buying these three hundred eighty dollars guns because they're just great guns, and you know wood comes out, it gets marred and scratched, and synthetics right. in, it's a little it's less expensive. So that's kind of the way it's going right now. Well, All right. oh. years ago I had bought a uh, it was a uh, Stevens Model 200, which is made by Savage. And at the time, it came with an eight-pound-plus trigger. Right. It was atrocious. It was a tack driver. Mm-hmm. So I went uh, Rifle Basics, I think, was uh, aftermarket company, 75 bucks. bought that, put it in. 
and that, that trigger breaks at like 2.7 pounds now. I tested it, and uh, that's that's accurate. And then the Browning I just bought from you, uh, your your guy there was nice enough. You weren't there when I picked it up about a month ago. I asked him if he could adjust that accu trigger or feather mm-hmm. trigger down, and it's breaking at about three pounds four ounces. It's right, right there. It's sweet though. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you can shoot super accurate, but I was told they'd gone real heavy for a long time because uh, manufacturers were afraid liability. Right. And, and was there some incident or something that happened somewhere, some major lawsuit or something that sparked it? Or yeah, actually, there's a couple of them. Uh, but and that all came down to the Remington seven, you know, the Remington seven hundred right now. I mean, they they've recalled right. millions of guns. It's actually hurting the company very bad. I mean, if you have an old seven hundred, or even a uh, one from five six years ago, if we find that it hasn't been sent in for the new trigger, we won't take them on trade. Really? Mm-hmm. So there was a replacement on there that. There is a recall on all seven hundred. Now, wasn't that something where they could? Uh... If they weren't cleaned and maintained properly, I think that's kind of where Remington was coming from. If it's maintained, cleaned properly, you shouldn't have a problem right. with it. But if not, there was a defect where when you close the bolt on a live round, it could discharge. Was that what yep. was happening? Yep. And guys have had Remingtons for years. It's never happened. But I guess it did happen once or twice. Right. Okay. I don't know how many times. Yeah. And I, it, in fact, what didn't didn't uh, one of the 60 Minutes or one of the big major news type places mm-hmm. try to jump on the story because they can't wait to jump on a dangerous gun story? You know, and there's there's a company that we work with a lot with. Uh, you know, they make these uh, Timley triggers and Jewel triggers. Uh, there's a great company down here in Milwaukee that we work with a lot, uh, Wisconsin Tactical. They'll put triggers in for you. And you can make a gun that you might say, hey, this isn't very accurate. Well, sometimes you just need to spend the two hundred dollars and get a new trigger. You don't have to buy a new gun. Oh yeah, and the trigger man is is everything. And I just recently picked up a Lyman uh, digital uh, trigger thing, tested all my firearms, and it was amazing. <laughs> the one that I believe was the worst was my Ruger ten twenty two. That's like got a lot of creep and a six pound trigger on that ten twenty two. Yeah, and I know they got a replacement trigger for that. Yes, they do. I've just been too cheap to get it. <laughs> I'll give you a deal, Bush. All right. All right. I'm going to need that. That's on my list of things to do. So accurate triggers, better tech as far as making great barrels. So long story short, you really don't need to break a barrel in or do anything specific with a new one when you buy it? I still do. Do you? You know, it's not just to break the barrel in. It's uh, to get the gun sighted in accurately. Uh, And everybody has their own opinion. Okay. Everybody's different. Uh, I like to shoot three rounds. Clean my gun, use a fouling shot, three, shoot three more rounds. Clean my gun, use a fouling shot. And uh, I always base on my, and this is the way I was taught. Okay. You know, everybody's different. Yeah. I, I didn't they used to call that, what, lapping the barrel or something? They're trying to, any, in, in, any irregularities in the rifling or in the manufacture, mm-hmm. if there's anything, you're kind of wearing that out, basically, if there's a burr or something by the rifling or whatever right. the case. And hopefully they did that all in the factory. And today's guns. Boy, I've taken some out of the thing. The first three shots are like, you know, after you, it's just unbelievable. They touch, you know. Well, the other thing, too, now I didn't realize is I did read that at the factory for the browning, they they do fire off a round or two mm-hmm. before they ship it. And then they put some type of rust preventative packing type, I don't know, grease, whatever. They put some stuff in the barrel. Mm-hmm. So that's why the directions were to clean it. Right, first. And I was amazed when I cleaned that brand new rifle, Tom. 
Whoa. But you got to get, you got to remember that all them guns are made overseas. So they got to come across on a slow boat. Okay. Salt water. Yeah, that's Japan. Why they, Browning's made in Japan. Right. That's why they have to pack it and all that stuff. Berettas, I mean, some of them guns come in, they're just so oily. Yeah, I, I cleaned it up. It's ready to go. I just got to sight it in now. Do all it. All of the firearms need to be cleaned like that? Because when I bought that Stevens years ago, I just took it and shot it. I didn't worry about cleaning it till after I shot it. I would clean them all. Clean them all. So your brand new firearm, mm-hmm. clean it before you shoot it. And you should become familiar with your firearm anyways. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Good tip. What you got, Tom? <laughs> oh, we're only about, what, seven, eight minutes behind for a break? Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> we, we'll see if we have time for the horn schwaggle after this break. 799-1250 if you want to play. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for listening. And now we have our Hornschwaggle segment. And do we have a contestant? We do. We have John from New Berlin. John from New Berlin. Okay, John, thanks for listening. And uh, you know how this works? Uh, Hornschwaggle is a lie. Yep, Hornschwaggle is a lie. No Hornschwaggle is truth. So here we go. We're going to talk bears. Not Chicago bears, the losers. (laughs) Talk bears. Okay. The uh, teddy bear, the teddy bear, as we know it and give to our little grandkids and stuff, was named after Ted Kennedy, Hornschwaggle or no Hornschwaggle? Uh, Hornschwaggle. Hornschwaggle. It was Teddy Roosevelt. Okay, good. We got a little ring or something there? Good job. Okay. Um, Black bears, black bears, though they're great climbers... They can't swim. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? Hornschwaggle. Hornschwaggle. Very good. Let's try the last one just to see if we go three for three. Uh, Grizzly bears, however, as a general rule, don't climb trees. Hornschwaggle or no hornschwaggle? Hornschwaggle. That's no hornschwaggle. Generally, they they, they don't Mm. climb like their cousins, but you win anyway, so... Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll get that uh, gift certificate for uh, Bucky's, correct? Yes, Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in McGuanagall. I'll send that out to you, John, a $10 gift certificate. Hey, All right. thanks. Thank you wow. very much. Yeah, Bucky's out there in McGuanagall right off of Highway 83 and 43. You can't miss them, but if you want more information on what they do, just go to Bucky'sMeats.com. I'm pretty sure that's what it is, isn't it? Bucky's Meats. Well, it makes sense. I don't it know. It makes sense. But if you just put in Bucky's Butcher Shop, if you Google it, it'll Google pop it. right up. Yeah, exactly. I uh, also want to make a quick mention before we go to our uh, 7 o'clock update. The Wisconsin Muskie Expo in Wausau, Wisconsin, is going to be on March 3rd, 4th, and 5th. If you need information on this, you go to WI Muskie, and that's Muskie with a Y, WIMuskieExpo.com. They'll give you all kinds of information, and you get free stuff for the first 200 people to, on Friday. And oh, there's a bunch of stuff going on out there. A lot of speakers, a lot of vendors, a lot of musky stuff. So anyway, that's going to be March 3rd, 4th, and 5th in Wausau, Wisconsin. Go to WIMuskieExpo.com for more info. And now it is time for Greg Janik and your sports update. 
here on the Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.